So what's going on, man? Well, there is a big tree here that fell from a storm and then some fine gentlemen came and cut it up into kindling and logs and firewood, uh, well, different types of firewood. Um, it displaced a large family of chipmunks. Oh, shit. But uh, a lot of people's homes around here run on a fireplace. Nice. So, and, and there is snow. The other day it was like 19 degrees. No so, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy here, man. Uh, the, the wind is fucking insane. Yeah. I don't know if you can yeah, hear Yeah, man. That, I'm going to open my door. This is, I'm opening my garage door right now. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably never going to like have a gust of wind again because I wanted to, but it's been fucking crazy all day. <laughs> In a background. What's that? Well, it'd be pretty cryptic if it just blew my picture off the wall. <laughs> um, dude, last time we had crazy wind like this, a fucking branch, mm -hmm. a branch went right through my roof here. So like, like impaled it. Oh yeah. Went right through. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's scary, man. It, it's so fucking windy out. It's crazy. You know what I think is interesting is that a, a seemingly weak organic or weak man-made material with speed can have almost this sort of like, uh, like faux power, right? Like, like a tree branch, if you were to try to stab it through a roof, like no way. But with that speed, it's like, yeah. you know, it's almost like, Empire State Building, you can kill a man with a penny. Um, right. <laughs> that's like, I think Bruce Lee said that. He said, speed is power. I think that's mm. true. I think so. Not yeah, like, like size and weight is, uh, is not necessarily uh, power. Right. Huh. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, I always say that when we're watching horror movies and stuff like that, when they like stab somebody in the head, like, can you stab somebody in the head really with a knife? Like, will it go through? The skull? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of pictures of like, you know, gang battles in like Brazil and things like that. And a lot of times the guy, guys are in the hospital and the knife is just kind of in there, you know? So I think you could probably get about an inch in there. And I, and I mean, I, more so I feel like, it, like for me, it would be less of like, can I physically do it or, or could I do it like, like uh, spiritually? Yeah, I think that that would be far more difficult. Just like, I mean, how gross that would be. I, I don't understand close quarters violence. Yeah. I don't. No, I don't get it either. Um, yeah. So this is volume two of our little um, project here. Um, yeah. This is, now, is that a Bex? Is that a, a non-alcoholic Bex? Yeah, yeah non-alcoholic, man. It's nice. Nice, nice. So this is the sober edition. Um, yeah. How long has it been? Uh, 21 days. There's some irony there. Awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. I'm really happy for you. Um, how you feeling? I, I mean, I feel so good. You know, I, uh, I woke up at like 630 and I was like cleaning the oven and um, I'm just a far different type of animal when I'm sober. Um, yeah. I'm just like extremely uh, productive and like I change my outfit like five times a day. I, I think some people call that mania but um i think it's just like a whenever there's like a kind of abrasive uh change in your like 
chemicals in your mind and your body. It's like you have an initial rush, which they call like the pink cloud. So I, I assume in like a couple months, I'll be like really bored and embittered and I'll be like, I deserve a beer. And that's how it's been for like the last like 15 years, which is why it's such a, a difficult thing to maintain because the better that you feel, the more able you feel as if you could control the addiction mm. now in, in powerful state. Yet when you return to the addiction, you are no longer the powerful person. You've become you know, the fucking, you know, the slug in the sewer, you know, the mud man, you're not a, you're not a beautiful, like strong creature anymore. So it's, uh, it's just, it seems to me as if you just sort of have to remind yourself daily, you know, yeah. what, what, why you're sober, you know, it's a, it's, it's tricky. And, and Jesus, man, I mean, every country in the world has a church basement or a community center somewhere filled with a bunch of humans and, you know, foldable chairs, telling the same fucking story so uh it uh there's a little bit of solace in the unoriginality of it i think right so is there anything you're doing like proactively to avoid that in however you know amount of given time uh, i mean not not really like too much i i suppose i just i have a, a lot of uh kind of a regimen you know it's like I put put it on the coffee maker. I take a shower. I'm thoughtful about what I put my, you know, what clothes I put on my body. I don't just throw on whatever, you know, drunk, like, you know, battle outfit, you know, I sort of try to, you know, get dressed thoughtfully. I, I just, I have a little schedule and I do things with intention and it just sort of keeps me focused or something. And it's almost like, you know, when a guy gets out of prison, you know, he's like, I'm going to go buy a toothbrush. Like just these, these kind of like, you know, microcosmic little details of life that um, you don't realize when you're, um, you know, just drinking tons of beer and writing like grim poetry that you sort of forget stuff. Like you look down, you go, wow, I'm only wearing one shoe. And it's like, um, yeah, it's just attention to detail is what's sort of keeping me sane. Um, as far as like major program work, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm far too uh, isolated here. Um, but the good thing is, is that um, I do have a lot of friends that are sober. I mean, sure. you know, you, um, Dave isn't, but he, he, uh, he has the same perspective as a sober person. Um, he's, he's just, um, I was making that joke, my friend, Kevin, I was like, I was like, I could probably just drink. And when I wake up, I can go, oh, man, I'm seven hours sober. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's friends. That's, and, and that's how everyone gets through everything. So it's not really much different. It's like, I lost my job. I lost my girl, like whatever, like my house burned down. It's like, you text your buddy. And that's the same if you're like, man, I feel like drinking. I'll text my friend who's been sober for four years. Right. And he's like, you don't want to do that, dude. Cause I got friends that like, you know, were in jail on Christmas, you know, and like they got out, they got sober, they never drink again. And it's like, uh, those are the guys I like to call. You know? absolutely yeah 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 um i'm digging the hat man oh thanks dude digging the hat. you know you got uh for halloween you were uh roy rogers right <laughs> mm -hmm. did you go i mean yeah it was good um no well, it was kind of funny because i just put on my regular clothes really um <laughs> so i mean <laughs> that's sort of a, that's 
thinking about how I should dress oddly so I could just kind of like you know put on any given outfit and go okay well I kind of look like this guy today mm-hmm. you know it's like right now I could brag almond or something I don't know um it's just sort of putting a putting a name to the outfit but what I did do that I noticed Roy Rogers does is he wears his bandana to the side which I found to be a little bit Parisian which was odd that it was like such an iconic uh symbol of like uh the American West yeah that's, that's a good point I never thought of that. yeah yeah um now where you're living do you, is there a lot of kids in there or no I mean sometimes I hear kids like screaming and stuff but like <laughs> Screaming like playing or screaming in like terror? Like kind of both. It's it's hard to like, <laughs> it's hard to tell. There's a kid that like, that just screams sometimes. And, I, and I've seen him and like, you know, go driving by him and he's just like putting rocks into like a little uh, radio flyer. And he's just mm-hmm. screaming like barefoot. Just, I don't know, the kids here are kind of feral. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it's safe to say no no like trick-or-treaters or anything like that in the in the, uh, in the woods there no um we also like my dog is like very insane so if someone knocked on the door and they heard him yeah they would probably it would be like that's a trick not a treat you know yeah. <laughs> um so election day is tomorrow are you voting <laughs> um, Man, I have a lot of people in my life that would be disappointed in me, but I did not vote. Um, I've never voted, and I suppose I feel a little bit of guilt about that. But I will honestly say um, that I don't like either side. Mm-hmm. So in a way, through my complacency and laziness, I'm being honest with myself at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. There's always that in-between person, like the independent and stuff like that. But that normally just takes mm-hmm. votes. That normally just takes votes from away, away from one side. Um, yeah. So yeah, the whole thing is fucked, man. I'm gonna go tomorrow. I don't know why, but uh, my wife really wants me to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think I'm just definitely... gonna. I think I'm just gonna hit buttons. <laughs> I don't just know. Go in blindfolded, man. Just let go yeah. and let God. Yeah. That's yeah, it. man. I think like. Plus, man, I, I, you know, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like the less I am hands-on with, like, government stuff, the better. It's like, it's like I didn't even want to, like, get the stimulus or, like, unemployment. And I don't, don't want to, like, register to vote. Like, I don't want to be, like, in the system, kind of. It's sort <laughs> <Yeah>. of just <laughs> uneasy. And it's like, you know, that could sound egocentric. Like, who am I, man? It's like, if they're tracking me, it's like, they're going to see me like walk from my bed to the sink, to the deck, to like the fucking pine tree down the way. It's like, it's not going to be very interesting. You know, it'll be like about as like redundant as like, you know, the Truman show, like probably less interesting, honestly. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I just, it's just not for me. It's not for me, man. I just, I have a very small life. I just, I've sort of maybe pigeon held myself or caged myself in ways where it's like, you know, I don't have a license. I don't drive. I just, I just, I spent so much of my, uh, you know, late teens just focusing on just like, I want to be good at music. And then my twenties, like touring and writing songs and my interests are just so particular that it's sort of caused me to not be able to like live normally and voting to me is just like, I'm like, 
how do I even do that? What does that even mean? I'm like, I'm going to try to write a song, <laughs> you know? Right. Not to sound like some, like, the font or something, but I just, I don't play with the normal games usually. Yeah. No, that, that I mean, dude, fucking, it's <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> you know, it's inspiring. Um, you've been working on some new music or like, I know there's a reissue coming out of Failure Sculptures, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Cause, um, you know, I felt, I felt a little bit like there's a guy running a buzzsaw. Is that, is that okay? It's all good, man. You know, what's funny about that is there's somebody right in my neighborhood is always fucking sawing metal. Like always. Uh, I don't know yeah. what they're working on. I don't know if they're making like a giant monkey bar or something like that. Um, it's a little sinister, man. I think this guy might use crystal mess because he does it at, he does it at 4 a.m. to it. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that, uh, that Tom Waits song, like, what is he building in there? And it's just, <laughs> I always, uh, I try to make that people and they're like what song who like um yeah you um i digress uh yeah returning to the original question um yeah my manager um slash label head wants to re-release failure sculptures because he feels it didn't get a proper push mm -hmm. um a lot to do with me and my state of mind and kind of unwillingness to really work the album i guess i was just tired um, I spent a winter in Seattle and just did one West coast and I was like real sad. Um, but you know, we didn't, we didn't really promote it at all or anything. And, um, he bought the rights to that record and he wants to re-release it, but, um, make it kind of like a deluxe version. So yeah, he just said, Hey man, do a couple acoustic songs. So I just, uh, yeah, last night I just laid down a couple acoustic songs, uh, I feel like they sound good. They sound pretty. Um, my voice feels strong because I haven't been, I haven't been talking a lot. Um, I haven't been singing or playing. So it was just sort of like, felt very like, I don't know, like glowy. Like I was like a, a audio virgin or something. It just felt <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, when you don't do something for a while, it get, you know, it tends to slip away from you a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You sent me over um, the acoustic version of a mission, and uh, it sounds great, man. It really does. Um, I was I was honestly expecting like just a straight iPhone recording, and it wasn't. Did you use something else, or it was like an effect? You know, there was effect on your voice, yeah. obviously, and you had some backing tracks. Yeah, I did. I did the acoustic and the vocal. Um, I just did it in one take live with a uh, like a condenser mic like you okay. know right here and um i had a a mic pretty close to my mouth um which usually helps so i didn't have to sing too loud and um i think it was a radio shack mic to be honest so it wasn't a good mic um and i just used just reverb and then i went yeah. in through the on and just did like one uh you know overdub of vocal i just kept it real simple i mean i did two songs and the whole process took about a half hour yeah. I just, um, I, I was, uh, really exercising restraint because, you know, I always, I'm hearing all the stuff. I was like, Oh, we could do this and do this. And I was like, no, this is actually beautiful because the actual goal here is to do an acoustic version almost to the point to where the vocal overdubs were almost a little bit much, but I figured like, I, I think it served the song, especially I think 
on the second verse when the sort of choir of mm-hmm. uh, vocal and I think that that really serves the song. And then there is this vocal harmony I've always wanted to do where it's just one note the whole time, which is like, you know, traditional and like a lot of music that isn't the US. Um, and that worked and that's not on the record. So I was like, okay, this sort of, you know, change it up a little bit and still keep it stripped. So I'm, I'm happy with it. And I'm, I'm happy that I have the ability locally to do more stuff that sounds like that. Um, as opposed to like an iPhone demo and then, you know, driving a couple hours to LA and doing that right. whole thing. Right. No, it's awesome. And it's, it's so much more organic. It's just, you know, yeah. like you said, using a Radio Shack mic and it sound and it sounded great, man. I was like, oh, this might, he must've went to a studio or something. That's how good it sounds. So awesome. Well, Thank you. Are we, we going to get um, a couple of tracks like that or is, are there any yeah, demos yeah. or anything like that? There's gonna be um, there's gonna be two acoustic tracks that are two songs off Failure Sculptures, and then I sent Pat, um, who's my manager, I sent him a bunch of like B sides from like Lesser Oceans, and to the Tall Trembling Trees, just not a bunch, but like a couple off each record, and then a couple new ones, um, and it sort of said hey man you know if you want to throw one of those or discuss that but um but yeah there's two acoustic tracks that have just been done but also there is a little bit of a back catalog that uh we might throw in there or we might just you know bust those out singularly um on spotify or something i just um my only hesitance for putting b-sides on failure sculptures is that stylistically they're so opposing that I don't want that release to feel sort of um, like Frankenstein or something. Yeah, you know, I gotcha. Uh, when when is this gonna come out? You have an idea? Shoot, I really don't have any idea. I mean, yeah. he's like, always okay. All the paperwork's done, and radio team's happy, and we got this, and this is ready. And cool, they're like, oh, can you send this? And then I send that, and they're like, they're like, okay, let's get a you know get a cover and i'm like oh here's some options like cool work on it so there's a lot of like momentum as far as like the discussion and the emails are are really flowing like about as much as a domino's email for me at this point but (laughs) it's uh it's i still don't know it could come out tomorrow i don't know (laughs) um what about king dreary the ep is do you have any idea when that's coming out I think that's going to come out like right after the re-release. Nice. I think we're trying to do like a, a combo, you know? Yeah. Uh, we got to get you back yeah, on the, Facebook. The re-release. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, I don't even run that. Um, I know. But I have <laughs> the, I have going to give it over to them um, and just probably just like wipe it totally clean. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a bunch of shit on there. That's like, and it's like irrelevant i kind of want to do like a massive like internet presence overhaul like rebrand everything um and just come out swinging like that just like you know clean fucking you know circumcised man you know like (laughs) uh i and i that's that's their job you know they probably got like a think tank of of young people that are like wizards of that shit right fucking sobriety man you're killing it (laughs) <laughs> yeah thank you. rebranding you, 
circumcised yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, dude. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's, it is, uh, it's funny when I'm sober, I, I get done like a month of shit by like 10 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, like I was like stressing about all this stuff. And it's like, I, I get everything on like you know, around sunrise. I'm like, okay, now what do I do? I just think of other do. And um, I mean, that's the main thing is that I, I, I'll be honest. I really don't like facing the world totally raw. It, uh, it's terrifying. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I get into a car now and I'm like, well, I could get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Or like a, a target. Oh, someone could be in here with a gun. You're going to shoot it up. Like, you know, like I just, I, I tend to, it's not that I'm afraid because I'm a pretty, pretty brave person. I would say I'm pretty fearless, but there's this like annoying little hum of anxiety and fear about what ifs that I don't have when I'm drunk. When I'm drunk, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, I've flown a Cessna drunk. I don't even know how to fly. I fucking flew what? a plane. <laughs> I, wow. I mean, I have a video. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's actually pretty terrifying. Um, <laughs> I had someone else in there with me. I'll, I'll say that. I had two people with me. Um, one of them could fly in case the shit hit the fan. That's insane, dude. You got to send me that video. Dope, I want to put that on, would, on this, on this uh, episode, actually. <laughs> um, but when I'm sober, man, it's like, mm. you know, I kind of, fly in a commercial plane so there is just like a very drastic difference of my uh confidence and maybe not even confidence because maybe flying a Cessna drunk with no skill is probably just stupid (laughs) I maybe I just there but um but no I will say um there are elements of being sober that is annoying because you're like you're like wow I really have to think about like my own mortality and I have to like, just be really aware of being, you know, bones and skin and like, you know, flying around on this earth. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm neurotic or intelligent or, or what it is, but um, it's sort of like alcohol just sort of pumps the brakes for me. Um, so I do, I do kind of miss that in a way. But with that said, that's all fear-based and it's a cop-out really. With that said, being sober, I do enjoy it more. I feel... Yeah. I just feel really good physically and I feel sharp mentally. Sure. But like I said, there's a price to sharpness. Yeah. Very well said. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, artists or, or anybody really think they need some alcohol or some kind of drug to get through the day or to get projects done or to do things like that. It's quite, it's mm-hmm. quite the opposite really. Uh, as far as I it's- found, you know, I mean, I think I've done, you know, some things maybe even like this, uh, maybe a little off and it was probably artistically better. <laughs> um, but like right now I'm completely clean and uh, I feel great and I can just sit here and talk and not be nervous or doubt myself. Just go for it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's like, well, you said, you know, maybe some, you look back and go, Hey man, maybe that was more fun or I deem this as better or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I, I remember playing a show one time and it was a sober show and it was in uh, Texas 
And I remember I was playing and my hands were shaking. I was so scared and I felt as if I was awful because my nerves had gotten the better of me and I wasn't charismatic. I was meek, you know. Um, but uh, the dude from the specials was there, the guitar player. He's an older man now. He was there. And then Damien Gerardo was there. He's one of my favorite songwriters. And uh, I got off the stage and I was like, oh, man, I was so scared. Like, that was terrible. And Damien was like, no, man, that was your best show. He's like, because you were you, you know. Right. He was like, that would feel, and people could feel it. He's like, nobody cares if you're scared. They don't want to see some guy up there with some, like, you know, like, fake ego because he's just drunk. You know, you're right. like, I mean, that kind of, like, stage presence is very, I don't know, man. I'd rather see, like, you know, like, cat power. I'd rather see, like, you know, Sean Marshall, like, so nervous she crawls under a piano instead of, like, you know, David Lee Roth, like, coked up and, and drunk, like, thinking he's the fucking king of the world. I mean, what more, <laughs> which which side of the coin is more alluring? I think they're both alluring in their own way, but if you're going for sincerity, I think, you know, being sober and allowing yourself to be scared and actually be there and be aware that other human beings are looking at you. And and that's, like, very scary, and it, it's okay, sure. you know? Absolutely, man. So... You doing uh are you doing cameo now? Yeah. It's it's funny. Um uh Andy Dick does it. Um yeah. quite a few like I know do it and it's one of these like it, not like Illuminati but I mean you got to be invited in, you know, by right. somebody who's already on it cuz like cuz someone could say, "Oh, hey, I think I got, you know, 15,000 Instagram followers. I think I could be on Cameo." And they just get on it and then all of a sudden it's flooded with a bunch of like 15 minutes of, you know, Andy Warhol famers and like influencers are clogging up the system. Right. Um it is it is what they think as, you know, like a celebrity which I certainly denounce and I find it a bit embarrassing. Um I don't feel as if I am one, but I was invited and I'm in the middle of nowhere. And if it's going to like make somebody's day, they're like, oh, it's my, you know, sure. a birthday, a girlfriend's birthday. And I can just send a video. And it's like, it's 25 bucks. And like, I think like some of it goes to charity and then they mm -hmm. take a percentage. I end up getting like $12 or something. It's right. not even really for the money. Like, I don't know. I got asked. I'm like, fuck it, man. Who am I to like turn down whatever? Yeah. Listen, I honestly, I think it's cool. I um, I didn't know that it there was a process to it where you have to be invited to it. I thought, you know, you can join and do it yourself. Uh, I'm glad to hear that it's like that because I go through it sometimes. I'm like, who the fuck is this? I never even heard of this person, you know. And there, there is like pretty. There's some. There's like somebody who's like, I was on a reality TV show in 1998. Right. There's right. some shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'll tell you this, like, there's, there's an audience for that. Like, um, I got a cameo given, gifted to me for my birthday. Um, you know, I show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. Or I think it's just called Queer Eye now. Yeah. Um, uh, which I love the show. Um, mm -hmm. And here's how subset this was, is I got a cameo from someone who got a makeover done to them. No shit. But I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, on a grand scheme of things, is this person a celebrity? No, but a lot of people probably that re that episode resonated and it made yeah. me happy. I was like, this is crazy. It's talking to me about my own personal experiences. And he was relating, 
And yeah, it was like 30 bucks. I was like, this is so cool, you know? So yeah, it really that's is. I know it, it like made my day and that guy, you know, and it wasn't like it was like <clears throat> Matthew McConaughey or something, you know? Right. So Now, do you set the price or does, or is it set by Cameo? I set the price. I just set it as low as I could set it because I've seen some like, you know, there's some funny ones. Um, be like, uh, what's his name? Brett from Poison. Is that right? Yeah, um, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Like, I think I saw I saw his and his like five hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna. That was, I, go ahead. I I apologize if he's not five hundred, but I'm just saying like it. There is some like people where you're like you're like man like you're putting a price on your head that makes you look like kind of a jerk, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was gonna get at. Uh, my next point there. It's like, first of all, twenty five bucks is super reasonable, even really under a hundred bucks is reasonable. But when you're getting into 500 bucks, I've seen some for like 750, like, dude, who, mm -hmm. who the fuck are you? Who do you think you are? You know what I mean? Um, it's great. At the end of the day, it's just a message that you're recording onto your phone. Um, yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about it, why I feel like it does have like, like a, an actual value to it is because you can save the video that's given to you on your phone. You can put it on your Instagram and like share it and be like, and I actually saw something really interesting where a band paid a bunch of different funny celebrities to do cameos talking about their record. And then they made a collage of all these celebrities being like, I love this record, get this record. And I was like, in a funny way, that's actually a cheaper PR campaign. You yeah. know, it's like, you're doing like 75 bucks, 150, maybe 250 for like someone, you know, like, you know, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay or something. He's probably quite a bit, but you know, um, it was cool. I was like, wow, because if, if someone didn't know about Cameo, I didn't actually catch it when I first saw it. I was like, it's like all these celebrities are vouching for this record. This is insane. And then I was like, oh, it's Cameo. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fun. I mean, you can be creative with it. And there's an option on there too, where you can like chat with a person, right? For like six bucks. Yeah, man, that, um, I don't know. What... So if someone hits me up with that, I don't really know. I think it's like, you can like text maybe. Right, right. I mean, you can essentially just Instagram somebody, but. Yeah. Not to spoil that, but. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the other person doesn't have to answer uh, unless, mm -hmm. unless they go through Cameo, but yeah. Yeah, thank God you don't have to answer. Yeah, <laughs> I would be, very, I'd be a very stressed out guy. Um, <laughs> the that does sort of bother me is because I really like, I don't know, like I I respect like you know um, OnlyFans and I, I respect like the porn industry. Like I think like I think sex work is work. You know, I'm not like a yeah fucking old Christian man. I don't care. Um, but there's a lot of like pornographic stars on cameo and i just sort of sort of feel like i don't think guys are just asking for you know a hello happy birthday they're probably being like you know let me see you like walk yeah. on apple pot beat or some creepy thing so right. it's like hopefully um this sort of like destitute like uh, you know fetishy type of shit doesn't like overrun cameo and all of a sudden i'm accidentally on some like pornographic site and then people are asking me 
know, put paper, whatever, like safety pins or something through my nipples, you know, but, um, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, uh, Dave will probably ask you that tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'm charging Brett Michaels prices for the nipple play though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my, how's your battery? I know you're, you're running off like some hacked Wi-Fi. You good? Yeah. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, it looks about halfway. Good, good. Uh, yeah, this is working out good, man. I'm really, I'm really excited because I wasn't sure, you know, if we were going to be able to do this. So, and then I start thinking like, oh shit, we, is this going to be the last one we can do? But it's working great. So, here we go. Volume two, and there'll be volume three and four and five. And <laughs> uh, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, you should see my screen. Yes. Okay. Uh, just a couple pictures here. We haven't gotten into this yet. Uh, so uh, this is the Noid from Domino's Pizza. Or <laughs> Who haunts your haunts your dreams? Infiltrate yeah, your man. infiltrate your your email and text messages. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. I I uh, yeah I. It's weird, man. They email me twice a day and I don't, I don't understand it. But I, like I said, I can't get myself to unsubscribe. I have like Stockholm syndrome. And um, I think I sent a video where I, you know, just, you know, uh, email searched dominoes and then I clicked it. Yeah. And I was, the video is like a couple minutes long. I'm swiping. Yeah. It goes all the way to 2017 and there's just thousands. And, um, and I feel like the, the subjects are getting a little more aggressive. They're like, Chris, you need <laughs> and it's like, whoa, like, I don't even remember like giving them my name, you know? Uh, it's real weird. And then it's like, you know, like I said, my girl's friend started working at Domino's and I'm like, did get they closer. send you get closer to me? Yeah. And like, and you know, this is all funny, but this is a type of shit that I can spiral out on you know like really like you know just drinking tons of coffee and i'm awake at 5 a.m before everyone else i'm like dominoes i'm like okay and i'm like you know you know d a b d i'm like that's the fourth letter of the alphabet and i turn dominoes and series of numbers and try to see if it like matches up with my birthday or something significant and just you know it's like uh, <laughs> it can just get kind of wild but it's it's fun i mean life can be pretty boring unless you are hyper paranoid of like mundane things yeah so did you ever make an account with them or like did you ever order a pizza from them because once you once you order a pizza you're on the list pretty much no well here's what happened this is actually how the domino saga started and it started dark so this is why i think that it's maintained its dark quality i was living in brooklyn this was probably around 2016 and um my friend who committed suicide had a son. So I felt so bad for his son. I told the son to come live with me for free. So uh, his kid lived with me, but his kid was very much, uh, he wasn't very forgiving with the fact that I was sort of a public figure and that my music had become kind of successful, especially around this time. Um, so he would tell all his friends and stuff like, like, oh, I live with, you know, Chris from a Macklemore video, blah, blah, blah. And he'd send him all these links and like all these 
he'd like use me to pick up girls like in other states and stuff. And I was like, man, you got to whatever. And he's like, he's like, he's like, dude, Chris, this girl in like Ohio said she wants to send a bunch of Domino's pizzas to the apartment. All you got to do is send her an autograph. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because I didn't want Domino's pizza. I lived in New York City, right? right. I could walk down the street piece of pizza for a dollar that was like you know the size of like a you know <laughs> six month old pile. and I was like man because he was like broke right because I would just like give him money to like hang a picture or something you know right. um and he really wanted this pizza because he smoked pot so he was like well stoned and he was like I think when people get stoned they want dominoes it's part of their their magic as well um but I was like fine dude I'll do it so I just wrote my name and I think he like showed it to her over the phone. Like she didn't even get it in person, which is also creepy. Um, <laughs> so she got my address and I think maybe he gave her my name or something. I don't know. Cause I've never actually ordered Domino's. I only traded wow. an autograph to my young orphan roommate to try to get, you know, probably boob pictures from a girl in Ohio. Next thing you know, I'm getting two emails a day since. <laughs> you essentially so. started Cameo. You understand that, right? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Should I be off the Cameo? That's probably all linked in with the dominoes. <laughs> yeah. This is all fucking connected, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so we were, uh, I sent you this the other day. This was, um, I don't know why the fuck there's a Domino's Rolex watch. I, I think what you were saying was it was like um, like someone who, like the CEO of Domino's or, or someone who worked for Domino's got this as a gift. I think so, man. Well, yeah. You've seen like Nikes that have like the Apple logo on them and stuff. Right. They, they will do like limited runs for like corp, I think. Um, yeah, so some dude, you know, probably got that watch and then he was like probably fucking quit or got fired and then uh, now he's selling it. Good for him. Five thousand one fifty, and that was like I don't know if it's still up for sale. I, I don't think that was a bid, though. I think that's what he was asking for it. Um, yeah, but, but it is a Rolex. Yeah, um, it's nice, dude. I would wear it. I'd easily wear that. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with Domino's, yeah. and I'd easily wear that. You could put any anything on a Rolex, and I'd wear it. Yeah, it's a nice. Listen, when this yeah. takes off, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna seek this out. I'm getting it for you as a gift. Awesome, man. It'd be <laughs> awesome. But you know, when I get it, I have to like take it to the mountain and destroy it to like <laughs> reverse the curve. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, let me see what I got next here. Uh, oh, this is a, so this is one of your emails from Domino's and it says, you know, three words, everyone loves everyone love oh three words everyone loves pizza is here um yeah and you wrote back why are you doing this to me <laughs> man the funniest part about that is i was about to send it and i didn't oh you didn't <laughs> yeah. I, I got nervous i was like i don't want to i don't want to mess with them i just pictured there was just like <laughs> they're like there's like like room and there's these like weird guys in there and they're going to be like he finally emailed back, you know, like I just, I don't even play. Send, send the yeah, noise, send the noise. He fucking I, back. <laughs> and 
honestly, man, it's like, you know that like there's some weirdness like if a if a brand creates this sort of creepy subhuman kind of character and then they just randomly abandon it right you know right. where where what was the noid where is he now why did it why cut him like you know it's uh i don't know he seems weird dude i don't because he's not i mean ronald mcdonald he's weird but he's a clown wendy's mm -hmm. when she just has, uh, you know, she has red hair. She has braids. It's like, uh, you know, Taco Bell had the Chihuahua. He talks. That's weird. But it's, you know, it's a dog. But uh, the Noid, what is it? I don't know. That's just, Nobody knows. Cool. It's one of the greatest mysteries of our time, honestly. And uh, it was, I don't know if it was really, it wasn't positive. It wasn't a positive mascot. He was like, he was a dick. Um, yeah. So it really was an interesting direction for, for a big company to use something like that. I personally, I thought he was great, but. Um, well, what's weird is that he's almost, he's like a, like a Langolier, like the Stephen King book where he like <laughs> eats eat time. It's like, I think he's like a, a hunger monster mm -hmm. because I saw a thing where it had him and then he was crossed out like, like, no, like a, you know, the red circle with the cross, like, <laughs> and it said, oh, Noid, get dominoes so i think like if you don't get dominoes the noid comes and kills you or you kind of turn into the noid like the noid is like when you're like uh hungry and mad and whatever maybe right. i don't right. see i but they but dominoes themselves didn't like him right see i and think he that, was more of a threat. what was weird about him was that i think the message was like yeah if you order dominoes he could come and steal your fucking pizza, <laughs> um, which to a little kid, I think that'd be pretty scary. So it was interesting yeah. uh, marketing, but I guess it worked for a while. I mean, the fucking thing had a video game and everything, like a Nintendo video game. And Damn, dude. Yeah, that's toys. crazy. Yeah, crazy. It was very weird with marketing back then. It was like, it was like, yeah, like, you know, the Cookie Crisp, he was like a werewolf. Like, a lot of those people are kind of scary and like... But the one that I always thought was really weird and not scary was like the Trix rabbit, like the, all that, the rabbit just wanted some of that cereal so bad. And they're like, nah, silly rabbit. These are like tricks are for kids. These are for us. And I always just thought like, would it kill you guys to just leave a little bowl on the porch or something? Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Just, you don't even put milk in it. No spoon, just a little bowl. Just be like, all right, man, you've spent a decade chasing eight-year-olds around like have it you know i know rabbits don't live that long yeah no yeah, that's man. um that's a very humanly thing to do and uh i think if we all did that more often the world would be a better place you know it, it really would and i would say if i was ever uh, you know like head of tricks i would do a commercial where the tricks rabbit was in hospice and he's laying in his bed <laughs> and all the kids who've denied years, they all come up and like hold his hand and kind of pet his ears and they just spoon feed him tricks. They're like, we're really sorry. Yeah. I would love that. That would be great. I think we need to yes. get into marketing. We really do. We do, man. Yeah. Marketing that is just based on empathy and not yeah. fear anymore. That's it. So this is speaking of marketing. <laughs> This is um, my design yeah. for um, 
it's a combination of things. It's Domino's Pizza. I mean, I don't know what this logo mm-hmm. is. I've never seen this kind of logo before. This is totally original. Um, yep. But it's like it's supposed to be Domino's and, and uh, you know, King Dreary is the new EP. And I was trying to find a word to put, replace Domino's. Mm-hmm. I, we went, we, you know, we were brainstorm. We went through tons of them before we came to this. And this one was like so obvious. Like, why didn't I think of this in the first place? So it's right, still, got, right. still got the first initials, Domino's Pizza, Dreary's Pizza. Um. And now I turned this, I actually turned this design into a shirt. Um, and I'm working on a shirt for Dave Leto too, just so you know. Uh, Chaos mode. Oh, you're going to do some like microwave action? We're going to do some microwave action. I have a bunch of, I'm laying out a bunch of different ideas and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see which one marks the best. And I think it's going to be pretty funny. Cool, um, so yeah, this is the shirt. Um, it's available in the Etsy shop if you go to hellfandyeah.com. Just type, uh, just click on the shop, and there it is. It's available in black and white. Probably gonna do some variations. Maybe I'll do like a sweatshirt or something like that. Uh, yeah, but it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful, isn't it? Who the fuck wouldn't want this? Yeah, I definitely want one. It it <laughs> resonates. It's uh, it's very it's very loaded, and it's very like, um, so it, yeah, it's it feels personal, but it's also like. Everybody likes pizza. Everybody feels kind of dreary. So I think it's, uh, I think it can. <laughs> so I picture like if there was an actual dreary's pizza, like what it would look like or what it would feel like when you go inside of yeah. it, you know? Um, so I just picture like this guy behind the counter, like, like a filthy tank top on and yeah. like, they don't even have ovens. It's like, everything's made in the microwave um, on chaos yeah. mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just frozen pizzas, like like shitty frozen pizzas, like great value yeah. from Walmart. Um, oh man, there's nothing to drink. There's like no soda. They just like get some water from the bathroom sink, you know. And it's yeah, just, sink water. And they put it in one of those like cone cups that you can't place down because of the shape of it. <laughs> and then, yeah, those are <laughs> those are horrible. And then you just those, like, stand. yeah, you can stand there, or they have like these really uncomfortably high stools that you have to get onto yeah um, with no tables you, you get up on it no plates and if you want delivery it takes like like nine hours you know <laughs> Jerry's pizza yeah <laughs> they're, yeah they're, they're like look they're like okay we'll be there next week at uh three in the morning yeah 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 but they like start they microwave it now you're like why can't you just get it that's they don't even put it in a box. They just like throw it on your fucking party, your patio. <laughs> Jury's pizza. They cook your pizza in a, a crematorium. Oh, that's <laughs> like, that's something I forgot to write down. We had you had a lot of good um, information about crematoriums that I didn't know. I don't know if you want to share that with everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I listened to something with a, a mortician. Um, just because I was interested in it, my, my uh, stepmother, she does uh, the hair for the deceased, which is something I never thought of, but it's like, you know, you're dead, right? Like, you don't want to, like, have, like, dead hair, like, whatever that looks like. I don't know, but I feel like when you die, like, your hair probably looks weird. They got to do your hair, right? Especially for, like, elderly women. They all have that, like, nice, pristine, like, white poof, which is weird. Like, do you just wake up one day, it's, you know, 70, and it, your hair just goes like, like, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, she would do that after curl their hair and all this stuff. So 
she told me a little bit about uh, the process of working with the dead. Um, and I actually got to go in and, and see uh, the, the action. I was there pretty briefly. I found it startling. My knees were wobbling. Um, looking at a dead body is very odd. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like it at all. I would prefer never to see that again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was very noble work of her because it was like a lot of her like clients that she knew before. Because, you know, old women like to go get their hair done. She does. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Gladys ain't here. She's down the road at Oaks Ridge fucking funeral home. It's like, want to bust from there for 65 bucks? Like, get that poof straight, you know, for the yeah. friends and family. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was the thing. Um, but then, yeah, and then, uh, you know, looking a little more into it, I know when they uh, cremate people who are uh, obese, you know, which I don't know what the actual poundage is to convert to be technically called obese or if obese is slang or offensive i apologize either way but um you don't really realize that like you know when you cook a steak or something if there's a lot of fat you get a lot of grease and i you know you forget that we're sort of these human animals um so a large obese human uh there had been a couple grease fires and they uh, some of the crematoriums burned down wow so they had to do a new law where they're like bro if you're over like 500 like we got to send you to like the the, or the super crematorium where they have like a huge thing that can handle it because yeah like a lot of them burn down which is like i mean it's kind of like a final fuck you from the guy i mean how cool is that you're like you're dead and then you're just like i'm gonna burn this motherfucker down dude. <laughs> i think it's kind of cool that is really cool man um yeah I I definitely want to be cremated. I don't want to. There's something weird about being buried. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know like I, we're, we're dead, but nobody knows what it's like to be dead. So. <laughs> the way that I will ever get buried, I I would rather, yeah, I would rather be turned into dust. It's that's that's probably my biggest. I don't even want to say it's my biggest fear because some fucking cycle will come bury me alive. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that because yeah, like you said, man, I'm not saying that this is like, you know, the 1700s where you need the little bell that you ring when you're still alive. Cause a lot of people that happened a lot, which is terrible. Um, but yeah, like you said, you don't know because like what happens uh, when you, uh, when you take DMT, it's the chemical that happens when you die. And when you, and it's the same thing that happens when you like release a dream. Right. And a dream is that quick. It happens right when you regain consciousness into this plane when you're not dreaming. And how long does the dream feel? It doesn't feel like a millisecond. It feels like maybe a couple days, a week. So if you think about it, when you die, you release so much of that, that scientifically and technically, the amount that is released is about 100 times the 1% that you release when you wake up. So imagine having like 100 years of dreams uh, essentially, or maybe a hundred days mathematically, um, like when you die. So what if you die, you just feel like you're dreaming for that long because that's how you would perceive it. So what if you're just dreaming in a box down, downstairs? Right. No, I, cause I, Hey man, once you start that grease fire, you're not dreaming. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like my buddy who got cremated, him at my house and like if you're poor 
you know, you don't have like this cool urn. It was like, it looked like a Tic Tac, you know, that candy mm-hmm. Tic Tacs. Yeah. It looked like one, just like a little white plastic thing that you could just like open. And it had like a sticker on it, like with his name and like his social security and all this like medical information. It just looked like really cold and weird. I just hold it. I'd be like, this is my friend, you know? <laughs> um, I had to get rid of it though. I gave it uh, to a friend, his, one of his friends, because he was haunting me. So I had to uh, get rid of it. Like what was happening? Um, I also had his jacket. Um, I got rid of the jacket. I had to get rid of everything because I was having a, a repeated dream. He used to have this hot rod truck. I had a repeated dream that he was pulling in front of my apartment, rolling his window down, and he put his head out the window, and he looked like a demon, and he would scream, and it would like, you know, like the big bad wolf, it would blow my apartment, like, like crumbling, like couch going. And I was there like blowing in this wind and he just let out this banshee scream. And it was happening like multiple times in a row. And I was like, he seemed mad at me. It seemed as if he was felt I was holding something and he was trying to blow everything away from me. And then when I got rid of it, the dream stopped. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I had a similar situation. I mean, nothing like that, but um as far as holding on to like an item and that item causing things to happen uh uh-huh. so a long time ago i i used to like go and buy shit and resell it like i would try to find certain vintage items or especially like obscure or weird things and i would you know buy them and sell them um yes i wound up getting like this medicine bag from like germany like world war one world war two one, one of those um and there was all kinds of weird shit in there but there was this one thing in particular it was like a metal gas mask that they would use and uh it was actually quite valuable um so a lot of the stuff i threw out because it was just junk but th- i kept this mask and my wife would wake up at like the same time every night and like she'd have this really weird feeling something was in the room uh-huh. or something was going on and it'd be like the same, I forget what the time it was. Like, it was like 4.44, which made it even worse. It was like an, a really specific time. And yeah. um, she's like, you got to get rid of this fucking thing. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, I wound up putting it online and I sold it. I sold it to a hospital, which I found really strange. Like someone in the hospital bought it. Um, that is, yeah. Did you, did, did you t- kind of warn the person like this thing might have like a hex on it or anything? No, because <laughs> I wanted to sell it, and get it the fuck out of here. And in, in, you know, in retrospect, that's kind of fucked up, but I don't know. I had no, to man, get rid of it. But they wouldn't believe you, anyways, man. So whatever. yeah, yeah. I actually had a can of ether too with it. It was like a kit. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't buy that. Well, I wow. put the can of ether up with the mask for sale. And uh-huh. some like random person emailed me. It was like, you have to take the ether and you have to call like your local fire department or like emergency response and have them come pick it up. They're like, someone can just open that up. And if it sparks, it's going to fucking explode. It's so old. And I'm like, oh shit. I didn't even think of that. You know? I mean, who would think of that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't dude. That's crazy. So you were basically, you, you had stuff that it seems like, like Rob zombie would buy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's- and then all I can think was like, who is this doctor buying this? Like, is this, is this guy like psycho? You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't want to see him, dude. He probably has like a, his own private practice, like in the cellar or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think it was actually like, you, like um, I want to say San Francisco. It was like a hospital in San Francisco. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, there was definitely something connected to that thing. And what was really even stranger about the whole thing is my wife and I, we like to go to like psychic fairs and things like that. We're really into that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, cool. the psychic that I had on this particular day, when I still had the thing in the house, she was actually terrible, but she, mm-hmm. she brought that thing up without me even saying anything about it. She's like, you have something in your house that you need to get rid of. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So I wonder yeah. where, where that thing is now and what's going on. It's like the next Conjuring movie, probably. <laughs> you wonder where it is now, and then you go outside, and it's like outside your door in a box. Yeah. It's been <laughs> yeah. That would that would be that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, man, this was a great this was a great one. I can't wait to put this out there. Do you think you can get me that video of the you flying the plane? I, I think it's on my phone way in the back. Yeah, I think so. Um, it should be. If not, um, the guy that was sitting in the back of the plane, I believe, was filming me. Okay. Um, probably his, uh, his loved ones if, if we went down. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll find it for sure. Um, hopefully, I can get it by today. If not, uh, on the next episode, we could just lead with that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, the plane, Christopher Mansfield. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I'd love to see that. I think everyone really likes to see that one. So, yeah, um, it's wild, man. It's, it's really cool. I went, uh, I went pretty low by Bill Gates's house. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's got a nice house, man. Yeah, isn't it like on the side of a cliff? It's, it's, I mean, probably has multiple, but the ones that I was on was over the sound, Puget Sound. Okay. So got to go over the space needle and all that. It was, uh, it was incredible, man. And it's actually easier than you think. It's just kind of like pulling in, pushing in, like like this, like this. It's very, it's weird and it's really, it's really sensitive. It's kind of like with one finger, push it down and you just go like that. And it's, it's, it's wow. weird, man. The, the one thing I will say is that when I was doing that and I was up there, the plane wants to fly. That's what you realize because it almost feels like such a, like a forced thing you know it's like right. you look at a plane you're like how does that son of a bitch get up there but it's like once it's up there it wants to be up there like there was moments where we didn't even have our hands on anything we're talking and stuff and the plane just kind of just you know it was built it was built to do that i mean it was about as natural as like putting a ball on the top of a hill it's like it wants to roll so yeah. um that felt good um but yeah i think i would recommend flight school before <laughs> yeah that. probably probably like, be pretty good you know drinking jägermeister um yeah but uh awesome yeah man i think this was cool this was fun yeah, i appreciate it nice appreciate to talk it, yeah and i'll um you know i'll post i'll post this one post a t-shirt all this stuff kind of get a little get a little movement happening you know yeah yeah it's it's the podcast growing a little, little bit every week, you know, um, mm. I don't expect it to happen overnight and I'm willing to, you know, 
strap in for the long haul. Um, but listen, it's going up. It's not going down. So that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hey man, that's all that matters is like incremental, you know, gains. Yeah. just like that's, that's the, that's the best thing, man. I almost feel like explosive gains is, uh, can be kind of, uh, detrimental, I think to like longevity. Big time, big time. And, uh, I'm actually starting this radio show tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's That's called, really cool. It's called The Best Shit You've Never Heard. And basically, I'm just going to play shit you never... Well, not that you never heard, but things you wouldn't uh, normally n normally hear on the radio. Um, right. It's going to be an internet radio station, and I'm covered under like the, the network's licensing, so I can pretty much play whatever I want. And right. artists get their royalties, and I'm just going to really try to dig and find things that... Um, you, you normally wouldn't hear and things that I find interesting or cool or different. Um, That's good, man. I think really responsible. We need that. Right? Absolutely. We definitely need that. Absolutely. So that's my mission, man. I'm trying to keep this, keep the arts alive, you know, <laughs> from <Yeah>. my garage. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't want to have to cremate the arts yet. Right. No, definitely not. No. So listen, man, I'm sure we're going to be texting all night, but um, thank you so much. Yeah. I, love, I love you, man. And uh, love you this is volume two, and we'll be back for volume three and so on and so forth. Um, cool. Hell yeah. Rock on, man. <laughs> all right, Pete. I'll later. talk to you later. Cool, peace. Peace.